Hello, welcome to the Friday, July 31st, 2020 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. For the last year or so, most of the code I've written has been in Python. And well, uh, one of the issues that I sort of noticed is that in Python, it's relatively easy to get SQL queries wrong, meaning not to properly prepare them and essentially end up with code that's vulnerable to SQL injection. So little blog post today about this problem and well, how to be a better coder and actually do proper prepared statements in Python. And Cofence, a company that's making anti-phishing email security solutions, has an interesting write-up about a phishing attack that they have been observing that takes advantage of googleadservices.com. That's the legitimate domain that's being used by a lot of Google Ads. So Cofence's Presumption is that a lot of email gateways will actually whitelist this domain and not flag it as suspicious. Now, once a user clicks on that link, the Google Ad Services code will redirect them just to the phishing page. And as a result, the user will have no indication from their typical email security software that they just clicked on anything malicious. Of course, uh, the assumption here is that googleadservices.com, because it's often used for legitimate ads, is uh, allowed in email gateways. Personally, I would actually go to the opposite route. googleadservices.com is pretty much only used for advertisements, for user tracking, and as such in particular in emails probably has little value. I would just block it and remove any links that go to googleadservice.com. In particular, since Google has a fairly spotty record lately with dealing with phishing and the like, I personally reported some phishing links that are hosted within various Google services in the last month and the response has been uh, pretty slow in any of uh, these cases. Maybe something uh, to document a little bit better and write about, but that's sort of just uh, my impression for these last few months. Now, one spot where I saw that uh, googleadservices.com is a little bit inconvenient if you block it, uh, if you are searching something on Google the top links that are going to stores and such based the paid advertisements for these search terms are often using this domain. And then of course you can't reach it, but well, you could just remove the links from the email. That's sort of the easier solution. Or if you have something like Pi-hole or some other anti-spyware, anti-adware kind of system, then maybe googleadservices.com is already blocked. And Zoom fixed another security vulnerability, nothing that outrageous, I think, uh, but essentially what they did is that they had no rate limiting on actually brute forcing passwords, which in particular, if you used the default six digit numeric password, well, uh, could uh, pretty easily be cracked within a few minutes. 
Now, Zoom fixed this issue by now requiring that you first log into Zoom before you actually join the meeting, which of course then adds another layer of uh, security. And secondly, yes, uh, the default passwords are no longer just uh, six-digit numbers. So that will make brute forcing substantially slower. And yes, we got uh, more vulnerabilities in home routers. This time it's Netgear's turn with a buffer overflow in the upgrade check CGI script. A total of 45 different Netgear router models are affected by this vulnerability. Many of them will not see a patch for it. So your only upgrade here goes via a trash can. Which of course may make you wonder, well, what else to get? And yesterday we do have a new update for OPN Sense uh, version 20.7, an open source uh, router firewall uh, combo distribution that is uh, pretty much as uh, feature rich as anything else I've seen in the sort of small business and even uh, enterprise market. Now you usually need a little bit better hardware to run it on, but it's based on hardened BSD and yes, a fork of the other very popular and capable firewall router distribution, PFSense. Then another small news item, as of Monday, there will be no more SHA-1 when it comes to the Microsoft Download Center. All currently supported version of Windows, of course, are supporting SHA-2, so that shouldn't really cause any problems. And well, that's it. Thanks for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.